Welcome to Ecosystems for Change, where we co-author the playbook on transforming communities by amplifying the impact of changemakers around us. Whether you are an entrepreneur or otherwise changemaker yourself, a citizen who loves their community with a passion and wants to see it thrive, whether you are a mentor, investor, support organization, advisor, philanthropic funder, economic developer, or policymaker, Learn the practical tools and proven tactics of ecosystem builders from all around the world to better support the dreamers, doers, tinkerers, and makers in your community by taking a systems approach to social change. I'm your host, Annika Horn. Welcome, friends, to my third logbook, the in-between season update where I share what's going on behind the scenes of the show in my day job as an ecosystem builder in the Shenandoah Valley in the field of ecosystem building in general, and in my personal life. I will also give you a little sneak peek of what lies ahead and how you can get involved. First things first, because I think this is really going to set the scene for everything, I finally moved. After four years of searching for a home to buy in three different states, we are finally back in Virginia. And y'all, it is beautiful. We ended up in Stanton, Virginia, which is a quaint little mountain town where I happen to work for my day job. And we found this cute little brick Cape Cod house on a tree-lined street. We have dark green shutters. We have beautiful trees in the front yard and little play structure in the backyard. This is my American suburban dream, only we're not in suburbia. With that in mind, I have spent the time that I should have been scheduling interviews, researching and doing content creation by putting up shelves, getting my car and license registered, and trying to wrap my head around the six types of recycling bins that I'm supposed to keep at my house. Let's just say the corner kitchen shelf that needs to be installed has been mocking me for a week from my kitchen table. And to be honest, I still don't know how to recycle my bloody milk cartons. But you know, other than that, I'm enjoying the mountains, the biking, the farms, and the incredible food here in the valley. If you want to follow along, find me on Instagram as Social Venturer. All that is to say, I feel a tiny little behind on this show. But I am hopeful that now that we're moved in, season four will come in October, and I'll tell you a little bit more about that a little bit later on. For those of you who don't know, I also have a day job. I work as a director of ecosystem building and marketing at the Shenandoah Community Capital Fund, where we are gearing up to roll out our new brand and our new website and planning the inaugural Shenandoah Valley Entrepreneurship Summit. On the ecosystem front, I help convene a regional coalition of entrepreneurial support organizations every quarter to get a lay of the land. The idea here is to share what we're working on, ask for help, and find ways to collaborate, all in an effort to better support entrepreneurs, in particular from underserved communities in the Shenandoah Valley, which for newbies to the show stretches 143 miles over, 230 kilometers for my metric friends, across the western part of Virginia. In other words, we're talking about a pretty large rural area where support for entrepreneurs is available, but hard to make visible and sometimes even harder to access, especially for the dreamers, doers, tinkerers and makers in far-flung areas. With all of this going on, work and, you know, getting my family settled in a new state, I've been struggling to keep up. 
Season 3 has been super helpful in reminding me what I need to have in place to keep my sanity. I stop drinking for the time being, I plan my meals and cook ahead, I don't watch TV, I read instead, and while I can't get to the gym right now because my partner's been traveling for work, I try to move my body regularly, and walking and biking in the mountains is actually a pretty decent workout. As I'm looking ahead, I'm pretty excited about what I have coming up. At the Shenandoah Community Capital Fund, in short SCCF, my team is getting ready to go on a listening tour of the Shenandoah Valley. We'll be working our way all the way from Winchester in the north down to Buena Vista and Lexington. The idea is to meet with entrepreneurs to hear and learn about their experiences of starting, running, and growing a business in our communities. I'm really excited to learn about their challenges and find out how we as an ecosystem can do a better job of supporting them. So stay tuned. In mid-September, as I mentioned earlier, we are hosting the inaugural Shenandoah Valley Entrepreneurship Summit to provide local makers and doers with the technical skills, motivation, community, and support to take their business to the next level. And I've been hard at work trying to figure out how to facilitate our storytelling on a regional level, really from the grassroots up. Definitely open to ideas for all of my storytellers out there. Lastly, we're hosting monthly entrepreneurial meetups the third Wednesday of the month in Winchester, Harrisonburg, and Lexington. So if you find yourself in the Valley, come and hang out with us. As we're looking towards the field of ecosystem building, the fall is a super busy season for ecosystem builders here in the U.S. We have a bunch of conferences coming up. Um, Startup Champions Network, INBIA, Rural Rise, and Radically Rural. Get on the newsletter of Social Ventures called Impact Curator for the full list. Another really exciting opportunity for ecosystem builders here in the U.S. is the Ecosystem Builder Leadership Project. I invited Charles Ross to tell you guys a little bit more about what it is, who it's for, and how you can get involved. Thank you so much for making the time to tell us a little bit more about the Ecosystem Builder Leadership Project. Before I get my tongue twisted, trying to explain what it is and who it's for, can you tell me a little bit more about what this project entails and, and who it's really geared towards? Sure. So thanks, Annika, for first just having me um, on the podcast. Really looking forward to our discussion. And EBLP, so the Ecosystem Building Leadership Project, is a, a collaborative initiative. And it is a collaborative initiative to design, create, and then validate a field-wide infrastructure, a shared infrastructure that brings leadership to the advancement of the ecosystem building practice, the field of ecosystem building. So it's really for practitioners, individuals, and organizations who are doing ecosystem building in their uh, particular communities um, that are looking at working at the systems level with a long-term view for not only how you support individual um, entrepreneurs directly, but then how do you make sure that all of the pieces and the sectors and the elements that go to supporting an entrepreneur works in your particular community. And then not only those practitioners, but also the stakeholders associated with those practitioners. So is this really for people who are ecosystem builders with a decade's experience who want to share their lessons learned and their best practices? Or is this also welcoming of people who are new to the space and who want to get engaged outside of the ecosystem and sort of enter in that national conversation and collaboration? 
Yeah, I think it's actually a great question. I think it's for both. You know, we are looking at at the high level, trying to understand what are some of the initiatives that organizations and individuals need to come together on to, to advance that field. So that's definitely informed by uh, people who have been doing this work for a while, you know, have kind of been there, done that, and, and have the battle scars to show for it. But also, I think, is, is equally informed by people who are new to the field that bring a, a fresh new perspective to this. And then they can bring real time here to challenges that I'm looking at, that I'm facing in my particular community and working with entrepreneurs. And how can, how can this organization, how can this network, this infrastructure help me? So I think it, it would apply to both. And what is the output? So I understand this is very much, this is early days. It's, I don't know that it's a pilot necessarily, but you, you aren't fully committed to what the output is. What's going to happen at the convening? What's going to happen after the convening? Do people go home with an award or a list of to-dos to work on? What can they expect to do at the convening? And then what will happen with, with that result? Yes. So the project actually started in December of, of last year. And um, kind of the initial phase of the, of the project was really focused on trying to define some infrastructure for collaboration. And so we um, kind of organized into various teams looking at, you know, what would be the, the mission of this um, shared infrastructure, this, this group of people in organizations come, come together and then how will this, this group make decisions? And so we're, we're getting to the, towards the finished line of that. So one of the things that, uh, as you mentioned, we are looking at an in-person convening that's coming up September 8th and the 9th, that's gonna be convened in Indianapolis. And we're looking to kind of finalize some of that network building work that we've already done. Uh, but in addition to that, and something I'm very excited about, is we want to not only look at how do we collaborate, but then what do we do? And so for this event coming up, we want to, be, to identify three or so projects that advances the field at a national level, but then also validates why this, this collaborative structure is so important. And so when we come together, we are going to be using a process that's been um, refined by Ed Morrison and the uh, Agile Strategy Group, it's called Strategic Doing. And I love the doing part. In addition to like strategic planning, strategic talking, strategic thinking, strategic doing. And uh, hopefully from that, we'll have three projects that we'll be moving forward with after September. So I know that a lot of the working groups have been working at this for months and months. Can new people join even if they haven't been involved in those working groups? How are you trying to balance that? onboarding new people versus having the working groups really the chance to get together and get down to doing? So off the bat, we are open and, and welcome participants to get involved when it makes sense for them to get involved in the process. So um, when we started, we had multiple ways for individuals and organizations to, to contribute and stay abreast. Uh, right off the bat, uh, there is a uh, landing page that hopefully you can put into the, the chat or so in your podcast where you can get access to a mailing list and you can join our online community. And that's always a place where you can just kind of stay abreast of what's going on. Um, also, through that landing page and joining the community, um, you can get an invitation to the convening that we have coming up September 8th and 9th 
But the short of it is that the, the right time to get involved in this initiative is when it's right for you as an individual or, or organization that's committed to ecosystem building. For people who want to come to the convening, what's their commitment in terms of time, energy, network? What do they need to have capacity for in order to fully participate and then stay engaged beyond the initial convening? Really, we want to make this a very easy lift. Uh, so if you can make it to uh, Indianapolis on the 8th and the 9th, um, we're going to make it very easy for you to be involved. And we're not asking for any kind of upfront commitment. Um, through the process that we're going through, organizations and individuals will be able to identify assets that they bring in their normal course of, of activities and, and their profession and have the opportunity to be willing to commit those assets towards various projects. And then, and then the commitment associated with that, participants will be able to define what they want to commit. And then we just ask when you leave, when you leave the convening and as we move forward on the project that you just uh, honor those commitments that are going to be made over those few days in Indianapolis. And the people who can't make it to the convening, they should go over to the website, sign up for the newsletter, yes. read up on a lot of the briefs that the working groups have already created and just embed themselves in this wonderful network. Is that right? Yeah, that would be that would be great. So when you uh, two two ways to connect when you go to the to the website, one is the mailing list, and then the other one is joining our online community, where you'll get more kind of uh, detailed uh, meeting by meeting exposure to the work that's being done. So ecosystem builders in the U.S. and beyond, if you want to find out how the field of ecosystem building is taking shape, I will put all of the links to the website and the online community into the show notes for everybody to follow up. And hopefully we can see a few more of you in Indianapolis. Charles, thank you so much for your time. All right. Thank you. Looking forward to seeing you in September. So learn more about the Ecosystem Builder Leadership Program and see if you want to get involved. If I can manage to put up my kitchen shelves and figure out this recycling dilemma at my house, season four will go live in mid-October. Here's a little sneak peek of what we'll be talking about. I think it's safe to say that as ecosystem builders, we often find ourselves in a situation where we try to resolve or at least manage conflict. Over the last few months, I've had a handful of conversations with my peers who are also facing similar challenges in their work, trying to support entrepreneurs, but not always getting everyone on the same page. As ecosystem builders and conveners, we can't tell others what to do. We can invite people in, but we can't shut them out. We can work to set the right framework conditions for entrepreneurs to succeed, but we can't really directly manage partners, accomplices, or adversaries, which means we deal with a lot of conflict, tension, different agendas. Not only is it frustrating, but it can severely inhibit our effectiveness, and because humans are involved, it's inherently messy and deeply personal. So in Season 4, we'll be talking about social capital, how to manage conflict, build trust among ecosystem players, and lay a foundation for collaboration to make sure that the overall ecosystem serves the needs of the entrepreneurs over individual egos and agendas. So tell me, who should I talk to? Have you faced these barriers and how did you overcome them? Did you find a way around them or did you just dig your way through? I'd love to hear from you. 
Is there someone in your ecosystem who does an awesome job at taming egos and bringing people to the table to collaborate? Send them my way. Lastly, this show in its own right is an ecosystem and you can help grow it. Let's get this show in front of more people who need to know about it. Share episodes, forward the newsletter, connect with me on LinkedIn and follow along on Instagram. Thanks for everything you're doing to make our communities better. In camaraderie, Annika. For more episodes, blog posts and resources, head over to socialventures.com. And while you're there, sign up for Impact Curator. My love letter to you, the change makers, eternal optimists, community and ecosystem builders. Every two weeks, I send you a reminder that what you do matters, along with resources, events, and highlights from each episode. From me to you. I pay my respect to the traditional custodians of the land on which I work and live, the Monakan, Shamandasetula, and Manahok people. I recognize their continuing connection to land, water, and community. I pay respect to elders past, present, and emerging. This episode was produced by Yellow House Media.